be it resolved. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, Be It Resolved. This is your weekly podcast where we debate. We debate topics of interest, sometimes serious ones, sometimes fun ones. But uh, during this process, what's going to happen is you are definitely going to be informed and uh, you will be entertained as well. Today, we're going to be debating one topic that is current and it is Be It Resolved, We Should All Be Microchipped. And uh, through this process, uh, what you will uh, see is uh, two teams, and uh, we have our affirmative team and we have our negative team. In the affirmative team, we have uh, Andrew Wood, if you can raise up your hand there, and of course we have uh, Al Brown as well. And uh, we also have on the negative side, we also have uh, Andrew Oates and uh, Sarab Sandu. Sarab, raise your hand. Okay, two hands for Sarab. He's the captain. So that, that's great. Uh, and uh, basically, just to kind of give you an idea about the format, the each individual during the constructive argument side will have two minutes to lay out their argument. We will have a 10-minute, uh, once everybody's done, we will have a 10-minute round robin where I will also get involved in there and ask some questions as the moderator. And uh, then each individual member will have one minute at the end to conclude their argument. And uh, they will have two minutes. Uh, every time the time comes up, they will hear this little sound. And it means their time is up. We will also get a 15 minute uh, hand warning for me. So if you see me doing this, you know that uh, they are approaching their time limit. And uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, let me just set out the, the lineup. Uh, the first affirmative will be Andrew Wood. And uh, the, the first uh, negative will be Al Brown. And uh, oh, wait a minute. No, no, Andrew Oates. And oh, sorry, uh, Andrew Oates. Yeah, probably, forgive me. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Andrew Wood will be the first affirmative, first negative, Andrew Oates. And uh, the second will be Al Brown, and the second will be uh, Sarab Sandu. So with that, let's kick off. Andrew Wood, you have two minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, be it resolved, we should be microchipped. We should all be microchipped. Go ahead, Andrew. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mario. Hello to my fellow debaters, and uh, welcome to all the viewers. Well, we should all be microchipped. It's high time for us to debate this. Um, actually, I think that it's inevitable. It's not a question of whether we will be microchipped, it's a question of when really, and uh, what safeguards will be put up around it. Um, uh, we do expect, Al and I do expect our opponents to give us lots of uh, warning reasons why microchipping, uh, it might be uh, a little bit risky in some aspects technologically, but we will deal with those. Any new technology that comes in needs to uh, be regulated and it needs to be integrated into society. Uh, we don't drive our cars, however, whenever and wherever we want to, no, they're regulated. And so indeed will the microchip technology be regulated. So I'm looking forward to the day when I have a, a, an implant. It's going to have my medical records on it it's going to um, take um, automatic um, uh, look at my vital signs and make sure, making sure that they're steady. 
It may well um, unlock my front door. It may well turn on my coffee machine, but there are so many um, great uses for the implantable technology that I can hardly wait because, well, look uh, around at the group of us. We're, we're all older males and we're entering a time of our lives when we do need to be concerned about uh, our health. And this is the best insurance plan that I could think of uh, is to have my, um, my uh, things right on, uh, on the chip that is um, in my arm or, or around my body somewhere. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you very much, Andrew. And uh, for the first uh, negative, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome Andrew Oates. Thank you, Mr. Moderator. It's uh, very encouraging to hear that some people want to be microchipped. We're debating here, however, whether all people should be microchipped. And not everyone would have the same kind of needs and wishes and view the technology with the same kind of uh, benign, beneficial uh, viewpoint that uh, Andrew Wood seems to. No one has explained what these safeguards would be. Regulations we know are easily changed at any time. They're subject to the pressure from lobby groups and profit-making organizations. And of course, they don't apply to spying agencies or particularly foreign, foreign spying agencies, but also domestic spying agencies. What happens when you have a microchip with all your medical records on it, for instance, and you fly to another country and uh, you've just bought some medical insurance? Uh, they didn't mention some of the conditions that you might have on your on your chip now. Now that becomes a an issue of privacy that now everybody who has an interest in looking at that data can look at it uh, without consulting you and you don't even know that that kind of thing is happening. We're talking about inserting chips with 2021 technology in them. What about when things change in the future? Chips aren't the only solution to the problems that you mentioned. People carry information about themselves in their watches, in their wallets. There are lots of better solutions with fewer risks, medical, technological, and otherwise. That's my two minutes for now. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andrew. And uh, our first, our second, sorry, affirmative is Al Brown. Al Brown, you've got your two minutes. Please proceed. Thank you very much, Mario. Um, as uh, my colleague Andrew Wood has said, this technology is here now. And from my uh, readings on it, uh, it's been in the works for now maybe more than 20 years. And in one article that I read recently, it has been widely adopted or has begun to be adopted in, in 2018 in countries like Sweden, uh, Germany, Australia, and even in the United States where people have gotten chips inserted in them. Now, the technology we're talking about there is the insertion of a chip about the size of a grain in the rice in the point of the, uh, the finger right here. Now, <clears throat> this is used as an identifying device. Now, Andrew Wood has indicated that he would be using it for medical purposes, but the uses that are given to it in other cases are for things like personal ID, 
rail cards, uh, uh, sort of, or computer cards when you go uh, go through a, a subway or something like this. It has other uses also, say, as for passports and such. The technology has been developing quite now, quite well, and it could be easily uh, uh, expanded to do more great, uh, more things. And and it's not just stuck in one type. There are different types of. Uh, uh, implants too. You could have passive uh, implants, which are basically the health ones right now, and you can have more active ones that actually send signals around. I think in and for health health alerts, you probably want the active one, but a lot of the other ones, uh, the benefits uh, could be, you know, you're no longer carrying a bulky wallet full of credit cards. You're no longer buy, calling a lot of IDs. There's less chance of fraud and all sorts of other things. So the benefits are definitely there. Thank you very much, Al Brown. I love the way he stopped right on the, the gong there. That's great. <laughs> and now, Sarab Sandhu, you have two minutes, sir, for the negative side. Uh, please proceed. Thank you, Mr. Moderator and our opponents and all the listeners. Now, <clears throat> our opponents are saying that it's like a watch. The chip does everything what the watch does. But now you can take your watch off, but you can't take the chip out. So talking about crime, a new kind of crime could be people are taking their hands, cutting their hands off. You can go to any scanner and take the money out. You can do anything you want with that information. So you are actually taking it and putting it on your body. If, if you know how to extract information, there'll be a lot of cases where you're going to get your hand chopped and, and it's going to be used. And more important, though it is mandatory for pets in Australia and, and even in states, but there are some uh, states which are making it uh, illegal to make it mandatory. They don't want the people because some workers, some workplaces would say, we want you to be microchipped if you want the job. That is a little problem. And so now they're saying you don't need uh, you, you, you don't have to get microchipped and this is the rule that it is not legal in some states to even microchip people. Of course, Sweden is half the country is cyborg. They have this in there. But the problem, another problem could be when you have all these information and if you have a virus of some kind um, or some sort of a bug which can uh, mess with the systems, then what happens with all the information? It becomes juggled jumbled and useless. So this is this may not, it's, but it can happen. You say it may not happen. And of course, this microchip once put inside, now the present technology says it lasts for 25 years. Now, what happens after 25 years? You're going to take this out and put a new one? I don't know. But uh, this is, thank you. Thank you very much, Sarah. Okay, so now we're going to open it up to a 10 minute round robin and let me begin with a general question here with all of you since since you have uh, brought up uh, certain points that are quite interesting. And I will touch on the first one, which is uh, so some of you have argued that uh, it's going to be implantable in, in there. So it's old technology that may be obsolete. Do we have the right if we do go with the implant to deactivate it at our pleasure, if we want to, to have privacy or is that the microchip always going to be on? And can we remo remove it if we uh, want to? I'll leave that up to anybody who wants to. Yeah. Well, to it, can I jump in first of sure. all? 
Um, uh, well, I want to, to first of all refer to um, Sarab uh, suggesting that uh, some argument is being made by Alan and myself that these things should be mandatory and nobody's arguing that. Let's get rid of that one right away. What we are arguing is that we should be microchipped and that there are all sorts of advantages to it. And to answer your question, Mario, um, all of these things sound like reasonable um, suggestions and reasonable uh, precautions. Uh, I, I, the minute these things do start to come out and they start being used, then surely those are exactly the decisions we will need to make and we will make them. So yes, can you turn it off when, uh, when, when needed? Um, that's certainly, uh, you know, that and many other things um, can be uh, put in as controls. Okay, so, so let me ask uh, the, uh, the other side, uh, because Sarah made a very valid point. We have that on our uh, wristwatches and on our phones. So what's the point of going towards a, uh, a microchip? We already are being tracked uh, through our phones and have data. Sarah, do you want to answer that one? Yeah, uh, first I want to say the resolution is all human beings should be microchipped. It sounds it has to be mandatory. That's, that's what it no, sounds no, like. No, that's not the resolution. That's what is the resolution? It's uh, human beings should be microchipped. So you didn't say voluntary or it's mandatory because otherwise, why would you say must that? Must be, should be isn't must be. In any case, as Mari was saying, most of the information which you require, what advantages you're talking about, you're talking about uh, health uh, information, you're talking about in financial information, opening doors, buying stuff with only a chip. All this can be done with the watch. I'm doing the same thing now. I can change this model now and then whenever I want. So what is the advantage of putting a chip there and putting something in your body, which is all the time transmitting, which is subject to uh, fraud or whatever, later on they'll find some way. Now credit cards are being used, misused because they have the numbers, they know how to go inside. And this is the same thing with, the, with microchips. They can go and juggle around in the information and you suddenly find there's a problem. That's what the, the, the thing about this, uh, that we think that this is the way of the future is that they are basically working on it now and it is being used. And maybe uh, having something in a watch format is sort of equivalent, but maybe people would want, like to go for um, yeah. a microchip. You know, there is one application right at the moment that is going on that is in this range people with diabetes can get a device and it's usually stuck in the back of their arm here. And what they do is they can take their cell phone up to their back of their arm and read it. Now that is a form of microchip and it gives a reading of blood sugar without actually um, taking a sample of blood. And I su suspect, and uh, Sarab, that if you had diabetes, your watch would not be able to say, take a, a sample no. of your blood sugar. No. So uh, from a health perspective, it can, uh, I think that a watch ha has its limitations. Oh, yeah. It has, chip. Well, the limitations are, are many and they're dire. I wear a watch that purports to um, analyze my heartbeat, whatever it may be, but I don't trust those numbers at all. They seem wildly um, out, of, out of whack at times. I want something right in my body so that were 
I'd have a heart attack or a stroke. And I want uh, that chip that, that, you know, in my, in my hand, wherever it is, to send a signal to the local um, uh, paramedic team so that they can be sent right away and a signal to my spouse. You're about a whole bunch of different technologies here now. The, the rice grain size thing in the palm of your hand is not going to be hooked up to the internet and send signals to your local hospital and, and have an ambulance there in no time. We're talking all kinds of technologies. Yes, there are implantable devices that monitor and even deliver insulin automatically. There are they're working on lots of stuff too, like nanobots that clean out clogged arteries and monitor other bodily functions. We're not talking about technology advancing. We're talking about whether people should have bits of that technology implanted in their bodies. And it's fine to say, well, it won't be mandatory, but we already see with simple technologies like credit cards that it cuts out a lot of society. Homeless people, for instance, who don't have bank accounts get cut out of a lot of societal functions because well, part of the system. that seems to be an argument for the use of uh, microchips because those people, if I mean, if they're microchipped, then, then they've got that information right there at hand. They don't have to remember where their driver's license or their birth certificate or their citizenship papers, any of that stuff. And it, it, you don't think that that's a little uh, bit like treating them like pet dogs? I have to disagree with Andrew Oates on the business on with technology. If it wasn't for technological advancements, we wouldn't have credit cards today. We wouldn't have all the medical uh, devices that we have and all That's of these not things disagreeing with me. I'm for technology. No, but well, you made technology the is that... leading the way to to implants in your bodies. And you know, as what, a leads, you know what also life. leads the way? Fascism. I want, I want to say something here. You know, when I wear this watch and I take a shower, if I take it too vigorously, it says, have you fallen down? Now, this is linked with the police. Uh, they're going to send a 911. And I have to say that while I'm having a shower, no, I did not fall. What happens if you have a chip and it does the same thing? What are you going to do there? I mean, you're going to take the chip out then? Because then you're definitely going to have an ambulance outside waiting for you. Well, the, gentlemen, there, 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 is, there is an issue here that Andrew Oates brought up, which I think is very, uh, very important. And uh, that is that, um, you know, 28% of Americans and 44% of Republicans, according to YouGov, believe that... Um, that uh, Bill Gates is using the current vaccine as a way to implement, uh, to input uh, microchips into people's bodies. So um, there, the sinister part of it is that the mega corporations and multi-billionaires may have the ability to control our lives. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, Al Brown, what do you think? Well, everybody can see a bottle of uh... Uh, vaccine, they, they, the little dose bottles come with five doses per bottle. Now, if they're looking in that uh, inside that nice clear glass bottle and they can see five grains of uh, five tiny grains, then then uh, then yes, we're being microchipped. <laughs> by they can't see, they but can't if there's nothing, the if it's just a clear they... fluid there, then I don't think there's any microchips in there. I mean, it's a uh, it, it, it speaks to the big fear of everybody of being controlled and nobody really wants that. But that just because there's fear there doesn't mean that 
throwing the technology out or throwing this opportunity out is a good thing. We may be missing the boat on a really great advancement that could improve our health and well-being. Well, speaking of control, who would control this system? Who would have the rights to monitor everybody who walks down Young Street, for example? Who will profit from this system? Well, this is where we say, yeah, I mean, you don't just put them out there without having the debate in society and establishing the rules and regulations. You can say the same thing about cars. When cars were invented, there wasn't a single law to uh, control their use and, and nobody had ever had to deal with it. But very quickly, um, things are developed and it's not. 100%. There are always bad actors in the world, and we're not trying to say there aren't. Yes, these things need to be controlled and monitored, and there need to be penalties for people to abuse it. But that's the same way with anything that we use in society. That's how we set things up and control them. The point is that this has just got such usefulness, such utility, and such a great range of utility that its use and its general acceptance are inevitable. I'd like to emphasize one thing that Andrew said. Automobiles we were introduced to North America around 1890 or so. Traffic signals didn't come into general use until about 1920, or in other words, uh, just after uh, uh, automobiles started becoming in general use, about 20 years, only when there was a problem. Well, we see that the rules will be made to make this work. Yeah, but everybody didn't have an automobile. That's the difference. No, I must no, tell you something. I, I want to say something. Can you see the horizon there? You know, the, the, the sky meets the, 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 the sea. I, we used to bring the stars and sun to, to the edge here to find our position. And that was before technology. Now we're having more accidents than we're having before. So what it only makes it convenient. But other than that, all technology is doing it make it more convenient. But yeah, I will I will cut you off there. Uh, and uh, uh, since we've already gone through our 10 minutes, thank you very much, everybody for going through that. Now we're going to close uh, go through our closing arguments. And uh, we will go in reverse <coughs> order. And uh, Sarah, but you have the first uh, one minute to uh, close your argument up, please proceed. Thank you, Mr. Moderator, and my opponents and all the listeners. It is, it's what is going to happen is exactly what the chips are being put in pets and they'll be put in human beings. But we are saying to make it mandatory is uh, not a good thing because it, it affects your personal privacy because that information is available to everybody who has a receiver if he wants to do it. That's exactly how the people are taking the information from credit cards and stealing money from your, from your bank. In this case, this will be linked with your bank, it'll be linked with your records, then you're gonna lose the information and you're gonna have uh, issues and you'll find life is not the right thing to do. So with that, I would say we should not be microchipped now till we have a little more information and how it can be more useful to human beings. Other than that, loss of privacy. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Sarah. Uh, Al Brown, you have the word for your closing argument on the uh, pro side. Thank you, Mario. Well, 
our uh, opposition here has portrayed the issue as something that it is mandatory, and that's not what we're saying. We are saying that it should be because of all the benefits, and there are a myriad of them. I won't go back over them, but I, instead I'd like to emphasize that like all new technologies, this one has good points and bad points. And for the benefits of this technology to be achieved, we have to start a framework of regulation around it. And we have to have discussions such as the ones we're having today to come up with the suitable regulations. In fact, in all of technology today, there are, is a major debate on how technology should be regulated. Who owns the information that we put out into the ethernet off our watches and such that goes out there. This is an important issue, but the technology is still sound and we should adopt. Thank you very much, Al Brown. And uh, Andrew Oates, you have one minute uh, for your final statement. Please proceed. Thank, thank you, Mario. The, uh, our opponents are splitting hairs here by saying that we should all be microchipped. Society says that, then if you don't get microchipped, then you're a bad citizen and there's punishments for being bad citizens. Who decides what uh, normal is for blood pressure or anything else? For, for uh, do, we, do we want to eliminate biological and cultural uh, diversity in our societies? I don't think so. We're living with people that still remember the, uh, the bad effects of marking, identifying people with tattoos in Nazi Germany, for example face recognition against protesters in China. There's all kinds of uh, negative effects to, to tracking people willy-nilly. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Andrew. And uh, Andrew Wood, you have the final word for the affirmative side, please proceed. Oh, thanks, Mario. Well, first of all, I'm not going to let my opponent getting get away with stating that uh, this will be some kind of a system where if you you're not microchipped, you're a bad citizen or a bad person. That's not it at all. That's not the way it is with cars. Cars are useful to us. They do things for us. We use them for in certain ways for certain purposes, and they accomplish those purposes wonderfully. They could be better, of course. Same with the microchips. The microchips are coming they're coming and they're going to be extremely useful. Uh, they're going to have the, the, your medical history, they're gonna have your IDs, they're gonna be able to unlock your front door, you're gonna be able to do so many more things that, that uh, you have myriad different uh, things to help you with now, your, your Alexa and your wallet and all the rest. No, one chip will do it all for you. Thank you very much, Andrew. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you have heard a very, very robust uh, argument from both sides. Now it's up to you to decide uh, which side you support. And we would love to hear your comments on uh, which side you support and uh, who you thought uh, may have won the argument. But the uh, onus is on me right now on this live debate to have the wisdom of Solomon, to be able to come up with some kind of uh, decision on who won. And uh, for my perspective, and I'm gonna try to be as uh, impartial as I can, what I have heard is that there are a lot of questions that are still left with microchips about who's gonna regulate, how it's gonna be regulated, what data is gonna be included in there. 
And uh, from the pro side, I heard that uh, we are moving towards a, a new world where, um, you know, there could be some benefits to, to this. Uh, but for me, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that the negative side has won this argument for the specific reason that there is a lot of questions that are just out there. So whether it's mandatory or not mandatory, these questions need to be answered and it's going to be uh, something that would have to be resolved and be it resolved just doesn't have the time to be able to resolve that part of it. So, so I, I, the, the, Solomon has spoken, no argument, <laughs> it's done. I can see um, we need a whole new debate here because they didn't start regulating cars before cars became. As I said, and you're saying we should do all the highway traffic rules, all the traffic lights, you know, who can own a car and drive a car before we even roll them out. I don't think that's reasonable at all. So, Solomon has spoken, and if you want me to split that car in half, and you can have half, and they can have half, you can do that as well. But for now, my judgment counts. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for being part of this debate. Next week, we are debating another very, very, very difficult topic, and uh, it is actually really, really interesting because we will be arguing, be it resolved, history is a lie. Hmm, well... Until next week, everybody, thank you very much to uh, everybody that was part of it. Uh, Andrew Wood, Al Brown, Andrew Oates, uh, Sarah Sandu, thank you so much for arguing. Till next week, guys. See you thank later. You. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe so you do not miss another episode. Thank you.